0: Can you guess the title of the message today? I wanted to give this message the first Sunday of this new year, but uh, we lost our church to the flood, the building I mean, and we kept uh, postponing it, but I said, okay, this is the Sunday, and Randy said, I want to sing a beautiful song, the best is yet to come. I said, all right, I'll have a message that goes with the song, Randy. And uh, yesterday, can you believe it, when I was sitting and saying, okay, uh, I received phone calls. Some people are sick. Some people are out of town. And I said, maybe this is not the time, the Sunday that I need to speak to the church about it. Uh, and I said, well, let me look at another message. Uh, While well, looking at another message, I, ch- I said, well, I'll check my email. I don't receive normally email around Saturdays or Sundays. I don't know why. It's lesser than the weekdays. And here I, uh, I looked at one email. I had two emails, one from Karen, okay, and uh, I believe one from Barbara. So I looked at Barbara, and she said, uh, I, want to, uh, and I started reading this, and she had... Uh, Uh, A title on that email, a woman and a fork. I said, I'll read it later. No, I better read it now. (laughs) It's long. I said, I better read it now. Because I'm going to see Barbara tomorrow. Did you read my note? No, yes. No, No, let me read it. There was a young woman who had been diagnosed. I'm I'm going to cut it short. Diagnosed with a terminal illness, her email says, and had been given three months to live. So as she was getting her things in order, she contacted her rabbi and had him come to her home to discuss certain aspects of her final wishes. She told him which songs she wanted sung at the service, what scriptures she would like read, and what outfit she wanted to be buried in. Everything was in order and the rabbi was preparing to leave when the young woman suddenly remembered something very important to her. There's one more thing, she says. What's that? came the rabbi's answer. This is a very important, very, very important, the young woman continued. I want to be buried with a fork in my right hand. The rabbi stood looking at the young woman, not knowing quite what she says. uh, And. She asked him, does that surprise you? Well, to be honest, I'm puzzled by the request, said the rabbi. The woman explained, my grandmother once told me this story, and from that time on, I have always tried to pass along its message to those I love and those who are in need of encouragement. In all my years of attending socials and dinners, I always remember that when the dishes of the main course were being cleared, someone would inevitably lean over and say, keep your fork. I've had done that before. I've heard that. Keep your fork. It was my favorite part because I knew that something better was coming. Like velvet chocolate cake. Or deep dish apple pie. Something wonderful and with substance. So I just want people to see me there in that casket with a fork in my right hand. And I want them to wonder, what's with the fork? Then I want you to tell them, keep your fork. The best is yet to come. Is that a coincidence? The rabbi's eyes... Welled up with tears of joy as he hugged the young woman goodbye. He knew this would be one of the last times he would see her before her death. But he also knew that the young woman had a better grasp of heaven than he did. She had a better grasp of what heaven would be like than many people twice her age. With twice as much experience and knowledge, she knew that something better was coming. The best is yet to come. Thank you, Papa. There's the rest of the stories. I have no time for it today. But I wanted to get that you know, I said, okay, I'll preach on that, Lord. That was an encouragement and a confirmation. The best is yet to come. You know, we are going through <clears throat> hard times. The whole world. We are witnessing one of the most dangerous periods in history. Fear from without and fear from within. The world is in disarray and total confusion. Divisions and controversies are the rule of the day. And nation is warring against nation. Wars and rumors of wars, guerrilla warfare and uprising are almost everywhere. Killings, abductions, rebellions, and terrors are global now. And the danger of a nuclear war is being elevated on a daily basis. These are some of the signs of end times. That's what the Bible says. Amidst all this, there is an encouraging voice in the ears of all believers. And it is from the Bible, Romans 13, verse 11, You don't have to open it, just note it. Salvation now is nearer to us than when we first believed. Do you believe that? This is the kind of news that you and I are looking for. And today, I have good news for you. Amidst all what you've heard about, what you read, what you see, especially on television nowadays, and we thank God that we have a God that we can go to in times like this. And as we meditate and our hearts go uh, to our people, our armed forces who are fighting a, an ugly war, I ask you to pray in your hearts and lift up your hearts for their safety. Let's pray for the troops. Let's pray for our victory. And I believe victory is at hand and it's coming soon. Yet, we have to always be faced with uh, the daily news that are not good news. I pick up the newspaper, uh, our local, humble, little newspaper, and I seldom find a good news, especially on the front pages. Why? Because this is the order of the day. This is known to be, we are living in the last days. And have a good faith. Be of good cheer. The redemption of our bodies is at hand. What I mean, we are going to leave this world very soon. Uh, yes, if you are in pain, if you are experiencing bad times, if you are unemployed, if you are finding it difficult more and more to have peace, to have time with the family, to have time uh, uh, at work, uh, a good time at work, and you're experiencing everyday struggles, I tell you one thing, these are the signs of times, the end of times. So, be of good cheer. Your salvation now, is nearer to you, than when we first believed. What I mean by this, it's not the salvation that, in Jesus Christ, it's the salvation, from this world, from this ugly scene, from the redemption of our bodies, it says in the Bible, soon, is coming we shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption we shall be going home very soon and we shall be sharing the liberty of the glory of the sons of god isn't that something to look for so keep your fork your hand with the fork ah huh? keep it up keep it up yes some good thing is coming uh, maybe maybe cheesecake You love cheesecake, it's gonna be. Now we groan, the Bible says, with the creation, but soon this also shall cease. The time for our departure is at hand, folks. This is the good news. Rejoice, this is not our last stand, not at all. This is a new beginning. We don't look to the grave, but we look. To see the Lord Jesus Christ. And his shining face upon us. We don't want to see the grave. And we want to hear the trumpet sound. All these happenings. Are reminders. That this journey here. Is coming to an end. And soon we shall be in his presence forever. Just be on the alert. Have faith. And trust in your savior. Who will never leave you. He promised nor forsake you. In a moment, the Bible says, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we, the Christians who are alive still, yet, and we shall be changed. And we can say to this world, goodbye, world, goodbye. It's going to happen so quickly that the only thing that people will know when they look around and they don't see us. You and I in a twinkling of an eye. In the last century, the French scientist Pierre Berchet said, Within a hundred years of physical and chemical science, man will know what the atom is. It is my belief that when science reaches this stage, God will come down to earth with his big ring of keys and will say to humanity, Gentlemen, it is closing time. It's going to happen. The Bible says it's going to happen. And soon it will be closing time. Think of that. That's the first good news. That salvation now is nearer. So don't give up. Hang in there. You shall see the king. The second point I want to bring to you. That the best is yet to come. Your eternal home is being prepared now. You know. Uh, uh, it's not by. Pure coincidence that. We had some sharing. About seeing the Lord. And what the Lord prepared for us this morning. At the breaking of bread. But I, uh, there's a verse that I cherish. A lot in the Bible. And this verse is found in 1 Corinthians 2, nine. Eyes, it says, has not seen. Eyes have not seen. And ears have not heard. And which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love him. Just imagine what God has been preparing for you. Just imagine a beautiful city. That has no need of the sun or the moon to shine upon it. For the glory of God illuminates that city. You don't have to worry about cloudy days and, cloud and uh, torrential nights. No, not at all. Because it's the lamp of the Son of God that gives sunshine to it yet, yet uh, day and night. Yes, I believe eyes have not seen. We cannot imagine. When Paul was taken to the third heaven. And he came back. He could not describe. He could not describe. Things that he has seen. That he could not utter. Because it's beyond. The imagination. And this little mind. Of man. Have you heard of a city. That has twelve gates. And at the gates twelve angels. And at the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. I mean, the biggest pearl, say, you're five carats, okay, or something. But this is how many carats? This is a rock. You know, when when someone uh, gets engaged and she has a, a one carat, uh, you know, and we say she has a rock. Well, this is a rock. A big door and a big pearl. Oh, yes. Have you heard of streets of gold? This is what's waiting for you. Don't sit down and say this, uh, you know, depressed and sad about little things that are happening now. No, don't measure. These won't measure the beautiful life that you're going to have in eternity before the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't look at your circumstances today. Just measure them in the light of eternity and everything will fade away. And then you will see that the best is yet to come and then you will be encouraged that soon and very soon you are going to be in his presence you know and the bible says the doors are never closed there that means no security and today we are we we are so security wise we're looking to be secured we're looking for homeland security right and there you have uh, you have you don't need any security Because it's secured by the king of kings and the lord of lords. Open doors. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. Yes, the best is awaiting for you and me. Did it ever enter your mind that at this moment there is something better? Is your fork ready? And you may ask, okay, you, talk, you, you spoke to us about that city, the gold, the pearls, and everything. Well, how about, how about a nice house there? How about a nice house there? Do you think God is preparing some little houses for us, a couple of, a couple of, uh, uh, you know, apartments, you know, over a garage? Is this the best you can do, Father Lord? And we heard it this morning in John 14, 1, 3 Mark spoke about it. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't you worry. Hey, this is what he's saying. I don't want you to worry. Don't be troubled. In my father's house, there are many dwellings. And as we heard, and also, there are many what? Many. Apartments? Forget that. <laughs> Forget that. I told you today I have some good news for you. And these are from the Word of God. Each one will have a two bedroom apartment. No! You shall have a mansion. You shall have a mansion. Forget about Black Hawk and forget about those uh, places that we cannot afford. Then you are going to enter into his presence and you are going to occupy the best mansion that man has ever dreamed of. It's made by the hand of God. He's been preparing that for how long? He says, I go and prepare you a place. How long have you been preparing it for? 2,000 years. Wow, I can't imagine. A house, a mansion to be prepared for 2,000 years must be out of sight. It must be out of sight. You look at Yosemite. You look at the Grand Canyon. And you say, wow, what a beautiful... Well, forget about those. They will fade when you look at the mansions and at the beauty that you are going to have in heaven. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I would have you, I, I, I go, he says, to prepare you a place. And if I go and prepare you a place, here's a, I will come again. That's the good news. I will come again. And what? And receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. No more loneliness. You want to be in the presence of God? You're going to be there. But let me tell you one thing. Christians first. You better start being in his presence now. So you get used to it. Get used to it. If you don't start now. It's going to be very difficult for you. You better start right now. You better walk with him every day. You better live with him every day. Because there you may be also. So get acquainted with that. Please. Mansions in the midst of God's most beautiful creation, I cannot. This is why eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor we can even have an imagination to grasp the beauty of what He has prepared for us. The only thing that is needed from us is to be ready. To be ready. In other words, no waits. No attachments to keep us tied in this world. We have to, be, to do two things. To be ready and waiting. To be ready and waiting. That's a good thing, I believe. That's good news. We read in uh, the uh, letter to the Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses... Those who went before us. Those who believed. The men and women of faith surrounding us. He says, let us also lay aside every encumbrance. Every weight. Everything that attaches us to this world. Let's lay it aside. Let's cut the chains. We don't need to be chained to this world anymore. Because sooner or later, can you take anything with you? Let me tell you one thing. Have you seen? A man in a coffin or a woman in a coffin, they have any they can take anything with them. They even take this, because this they can sell it or do something. You cannot take it with you, whatever you have. I know of a man who was very rich. He came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour. And when He the time came for him to die, he said, Put me in an open casket, put my both hands outside, open like this. And I want to tell the world, I came naked to this world, and I'm leaving it empty-handed. Are you ready? There is good news. The best is yet to come. But we've got to be ready for it. We've got to be in his presence. Number one, we have to be ready. Ready. Oh, yes. I read a story. And a true story. When Captain Shackleton was driven back in his attempt to reach the South Pole he was forced to leave some of his best men on Elephant Island behind. But he promised them that he will be back soon. Time and again he tried, but was unable to reach them. At last, although it was the wrong time of the year, they told him that the tide will be low for one hour. And he made another great attempt at that time and succeeded. After reaching uh, them and he pulled them out, put them in his boat, and went back to the other shore safely. He was puzzled and asked the leader of the group, how was it <coughs> that you were able to come so quickly? Sir, the leader said, we never let a chance slip. Listen to the words. You had promised to come And we were waiting for you. Are we waiting for our Lord? Are we ready? Well, there's more to that. Whenever, he said, there was a chance of your coming, the leader said, I told my men, boys, roll up your sleeping bags. The boss may be here today. And, sir, our sleeping bags were all rolled up. We were ready and waiting for you. He was able to snatch them. This is the condition what we should be in. Yet, He is coming. Are we sleeping? Are we busy? Are we ready? I want to say a few words. If We have some people today that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. The Lord is coming very soon. And I would ask you from the bottom of my heart to be ready to meet your creator. Being ready means that you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Being ready means that to say, Lord, I am a sinner. You're coming. I don't know. I, we might hear the trumpet sound now. But as a sinner, I will not hear it. I'll be left behind. And then when I'm left behind, I will stand no chance No chance to be saved again. I will spend eternity in hell and damnation. Oh, yes. I want to be ready. Confess your sins. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And tell the Lord Jesus, Jesus, I from now on, from this minute on, I want to be your child. For God so loved the world, we heard this morning, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but has everlasting life. Do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? This is the way to be ready. To be ready, then you can be waiting. Oh yes, Christians, let us not be entangled and be busy in this world. Let us be waiting. Let's have our bags ready. Let's have our sleeping bags all wrapped up. So because the trumpet shall sound, it might be tonight. And guess what? Wouldn't you consider this the best is yet to come? Do you look the end of the road for the grave? Or do you look for heaven? I look for heaven myself. You make the choice tonight, this afternoon. You make the choice. It's not six feet under. Never, never. This is not the end of the road. You think so? But it's up there with Jesus Christ forever and ever. He's coming to take us. Let's hear what the Lord says. In Matthew twenty four forty two, He says, "Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming." It's not for you to say, "Well, hey, they've been talking about it since a long time." Let them talk about it since a long time. But He says, "I am going to come. Be on the alert. You don't know, and don't put a." a, a, a Say, hey, it's coming in October, November, December, September. We don't know. It might be tonight. Wait till I get married. Forget about that. He'll take you and your loved one to be with him. Wait till I finish building this house. This house is not going to save you. Only the Lord Jesus Christ is able to save you. And I tell you one thing. If he comes tonight, we don't have to move Gloria this coming Saturday. And Gloria will be the happiest. Well, you will have a man should Gloria better than three bedroom house. True or not? That's the truth. Finally. Also another thing. That to encourage our hearts that the best is yet to come. We shall see the king. In 1 John 3 2 it says. Beloved now we are children of God and it, is, and it has not appeared yet what we shall be we know that when he appears one we shall be like him and two we shall see him just as he is isn't that something don't you long to see the Lord don't you long to see to look at him and don't you long when he says hey he takes me you by the hand and walks you through that promised land. And you say, but I, I feel in your hand, I feel something like a callus there. What is it? And you look at those hands and see some scars there. He said, I bought you with these scars. Don't you love to see that? Don't you long to see him? Yes, we shall be like him. We will not have to worry how we look anymore, do we? Huh? We're too heavy or too skinny. You don't have to worry about that. And that's true. Whether we are old or young, tall or short, beautiful or not, handsome or not, you don't have to be on Weight Watchers there in heaven. You don't have to worry about this. The bottom line. ...is we're going to be like him. So don't worry how you look. Wait for him to appear. I like Mr. Spurgeon. He he tells a a story himself. He received one day a copy of Andrew Bonar's commentary on Leviticus. Spurgeon was greatly blessed as he read it. He returned it to its author with with this request. Dr. Bonar, he said... Please autograph this book and paste your picture on the title page. Then return it to me. Bonnard did as requested. Below the picture, though, he wrote this. Dear Brother Spurgeon, here is the book with my autograph and my photograph. If you had been willing to wait a short season, you could have had a better picture. When I see Christ, I shall be like him. We remember each other by looking at our faces. But when we get there, we shall see the face of Jesus in every face of yours. Go serve him. The best is yet to come. Secondly, we shall see him just as he is. At last, we shall see him in his glory. We'll approach his throne and bow down before him and worship the king of kings who saved us. Paul writing to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 13 and 12 and he says this. For now, we see in a mirror dimly. We look. It's a little bit hazy now, isn't it? I, I, I see it hazy. But then, Face to face. Now I know in part. But then I shall know fully. Just as I also. Have been fully known. Oh what a day. Glorious day. That will be. Are you looking forward for this? Now. In the midst of all this. Of this scene. In the midst of the. Problems that we have. Is the best is yet to come? I think it is. I think tomorrow. Is filled with. All expectations. For the Christians. That we are going to see him. Face to face. Then we don't have to. Hide from his face like Moses. He told Moses. No one. Can see me and live. But then. We shall see him face to face. We shall see him as he is. Don't wonder how he's going to look. You are going to face him. And you're going to thank him. You're going to bow the face. And you are going to worship the king of kings and lord of lords. Worthy is the king. Christians, go out with a smile on your face. With joy in your heart. That the lord has saved you. From this scene. And he's coming to take you himself. And if we have any non-Christians. unsaved people amongst us. I would encourage you this afternoon. Say I want to be. Taken with you. And I want to go home with you. We have no home here. I won't go to these mansions. I want to be with Christ. In the future. I tell you it's easy. To get in. You don't need any membership. You don't need to pay dues. We don't charge any dues here. You don't need to pay anything. You have only to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And say as we sang this morning in the breaking of bread. I surrender all. Put that flag. The white flag. And surrender. Don't fight the Holy Spirit. And the Lord is saying. Give me your heart. Give me your life. I am coming soon to take you to be with me. I want you all to be with me. Oh, don't be an exception. Come and surrender and give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The best is yet to come. Let's bow our heads. I, my, <coughs> I would ask this afternoon if you're longing to have this future life if you're longing for the Lord to come and take you to be with Him, may I ask you to say this prayer in your heart. Lord, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Change my life. And I want, when you come, I want to hear the trumpet sound. I want you to save me and change my life. Is there anyone who Who prayed this prayer this afternoon? Let me see your hand. If someone, if anyone prayed it, say, "Lord, yes." Adol, I want to go with the church. I want to go with the Christians. I want to be the one when I hear the trumpet. When you hear it, you are a Christian. I want to hear it. I want to be with Him, with my Savior. Lord, I confess my sins. I give you my heart. Two sentences like this, and the Lord will say, Yes, come and join me. Would you just lift up your hand and say, Yes, I want to give my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ so I can pray for you? Is there anyone? Amen. Is there anyone else? I'm going to say a short prayer and then we're going to sing a song and then we're going to go home. Our Father, we thank you that you've prepared a way out for us. You're coming to, come, you're coming to take us to be with you. We thank you for such a great salvation that we have. We thank you that one day we're going to see you as you are. Help us to be ready. Help us to be waiting. Help us to be busy. Help us to go out and tell the world what Jesus has done in our lives. We pray that you bless each and everyone here. And if anyone prayed in his or her heart, The prayer of a sinner. We pray that. They'll be. From now on. Children of yours. Bless each and every one. And help us. To live. Awaiting. Your coming. Until then. May we continue our work. And continue. To live for you. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen.